0: My name is Yusuf Shaly, and today I'll be reading and talking about Clint Smith's poem, When People Say We Have Made It Through Worse Before. All I hear is the wind slapping against the gravestones of those who did not make it, those who did not survive to see the confetti fall from the sky, those who did not live to watch the parade roll down the street. I have grown accustomed to a lifetime of aphorisms meant to assuage my fears, pithy sayings meant to convey that everything ends up fine in the end. There is no solace in rearranging language to make a different word, tell the same lie. Sometimes the moral arc of the universe does not bend in a direction that will comfort us. Sometimes it bends in ways we don't expect, and there are people who fall off in the process. Please, dear reader, do not say I am hopeless. I believe there is a better future to fight for. I simply accept the fact that I may not live to see it. I have grown weary of telling myself lies that I might one day begin to believe. We are not all left standing after the war is ended. Some of us have become ghosts by the time the dust is settled. Now, let's begin by talking about the format of the poem. The poem is free verse and consists of six three-line stanzas. The ending of the poem where it says, we are not all left standing after the war is ended, some of us have become ghosts by the time the dust is settled, is very interesting because it repeats the message talked about in the beginning of the poem about the end of something, in this case, a quote-unquote war with a lot of casualties along the way, whether that be literal or figurative casualties. I think this is interesting because it addresses the message that this is a never-ending cycle similar to the circle of life. We are born, we live, and we die, and every living life form goes through this same cycle. The sentence, we are not all left standing after the war, doesn't necessarily have to mean a literal war. It's more like a metaphor for a sort of conflict, whether that be internal or external, and the casualties don't have to mean literal lives lost, but rather the loss of maybe a relationship with a friend or family, or even deeper, a feeling within, such as the ability to love or trust someone. When the speaker mentions ghosts, it's, he's referring to that sort of fill-in-the-blank loss for whichever situation the audience wishes to interpret from it. Also, the phrase, the dust is settled, is an idiom for the end or resolution to said conflict, despite the fact that there were casualties along the way. The very first line provides some important sonic words. The speaker says, All I hear is the wind slapping against the gravestones of those who did not make it. This line uses a little alliteration with the G sound in the phrase, wind slapping against the gravestones. The line also provides the silent sound of a cemetery, which really helps set the pessimistic and solemn tone the speaker has throughout the poem. Following that line, the line about confetti falling from the sky and the parade rolling down the street, shows the speaker using imagery to describe the joy that those who did not make it are missing. Following this theme of the cycle of life and conflict, the speaker begins to talk about a lifetime of aphorisms, which is a hyperbola to emphasize the fact that The entirety of his life has been surrounded by conflicts of lies he also calls out readers who might say he's quote-unquote hopeless and says that he's just being realistic this all reinforces the speaker's pessimistic tone that he maintains throughout the poem in line six the speaker uses the word pithy now pithy denotes a fake expression which is considered a lie i feel like this is a really interesting choice that the speaker uses this word and places it right after the word fears I think this is saying that despite the speaker being used to being lied to, he still fears being lied to. Lastly, I would like to go over lines 7 through 10. It reads, there is no solace in rearranging language to make a different word tell the same lie. Sometimes the moral arc of the universe does not bend in a direction that will comfort us. There's a lot of important things going on here in these lines. These two sentences are making a, a comparison with the use of metaphor. The first sentence talks about the fact that no matter how a person will convey a lie a lie is a lie and there's no solace in that keep that word solace in mind in the second sentence the speaker talks about how the universe doesn't care about comforting you and it will always act in truth the words solace and comfort are synonyms of one another used here in anaphora as the two sentences provide a comparison of people versus a higher power the comparison is that no matter how much people lie The truth always will be pursued by the universe. While we may lie to avoid discomfort, the universe does not care whether the truth comforts us or not. So we can lie and lie and lie again, but in the end, it doesn't matter. You can tell yourself you don't have cancer, but no matter how many times you say so, you will still have cancer. This ties into the big message of the cycle of life and conflict. Everyone's conflict inevitably doesn't matter, for fate will decide your truth. Thank you.